welcome back, everybody. This is uh, the Anime Degens BS episode 30. Here with the boys again. How are y'all doing? Just chilling. Straight up chilling, bro. I heard that. I heard that. I'm good, man. A little, little tired. You know, played a pretty pretty hilly golf course today, so I'm uh, a little tired. Oh, you know, he's, he's worn out. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I did like. I hope you played well. No, it was very, very <laughs> rough. Every lie was on a hill, dude. It was not a Daniel-friendly course. Oh, uh, okay. I've been there. Don't like those. But it was like 10,000 steps and freaking nine holes, dude. I was like, what the hell is this? Damn. At least you got your steps in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's the golf cart at, bro? <laughs> I'm not going to a course like that unless there's a golf cart involved. We made the decision we should have gotten carts probably around hole six. Oh, uh, yeah. damn. I'm good with walking as long as it's like not above 90 degrees. That's my cutoff. But guys, uh, we have two more, like we always do, segments today for you. First is Shokenpo, and then we're going to get into No Man is an Island. But first, as usual, some news. Yeah, um, so... Naruto, the special uh, 20th anniversary Naruto episodes that was going to be released uh, next week, they've been delayed now. Um, the reason is to increase the quality, and we're not really sure what that means. Um, it's uh, like T-minus less than one week before it got released. we never seen any trailers, really, um, or anything like that. It's almost like they probably didn't have it ready, so... <laughs> that's what i would say if i wasn't ready you know i'm just working on quality right now yeah um makes it sound good like it makes it sound like it's a good thing that it's late <laughs> i mean they did release a trailer and it got flamed pretty hard on twitter did so it maybe the folks over at studio perot saw this and were like oh fuck well that 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 was released like when they first announced it right they were getting flamed pretty hard. And I mean, yeah. I don't know, with, with how gas bleach the animation in Bleach has been, like for a four-episode Naruto 20th anniversary drop, you got to bring out all the stops, man. It's gotta you really got to bring bleach. the heat. You are right about that. I mean, we don't even really know what it's going to be about or like what it's going to, what, what the episodes are even going to show, you know? Um, but yeah. It's been delayed. Um, we have no uh, release date. So, yeah. So, I guess we'll let you know when we know something. We was pretty hyped about all three big, you know, the big three coming back on the same week or whatever. And now we don't, we, we're not going to get that unless it comes back within the next, what, three, four weeks? Yeah. Can't have everything you want in life. Bleach will be done this season on September 30th, is when they're doing their big one hour finale so okay if they don't get their shit together before the 30th all the all the tweets i have in my drafts are just wasted <laughs> damn i put a lot of effort in this you guys better figure it out <laughs> dan's out here tweeting up that fire i'm ready dude i was ready <laughs> not it's anymore it's all I going mean... in the trash can now you can still tweet them, bro. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Naruto, a Naruto live action movie is in the works. It's being developed by Lionsgate. 
Uh, Tasha Huo, who wrote the Witcher script for Netflix, is writing it. So that could be pretty good. The Witcher is pretty much a banging show. So there's hope. But uh, I'm looking at a picture right now of what the cast looks like. And Sasuke looks like a tool. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't and, look very good. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, Madara goes fucking hard, but like, I don't I mean, Madara's whole whole outfit just looks sick as fuck. It's kind of hard to mess that up, to be honest with you. But like, Naruto's frowning, and that is not Naruto. So they got to figure that out, man. What about what about Zetsu, bro? Zetsu do be do be going hard in the background, dude. They did a pretty good job with his uh his flower Yo, plant looking head. This is they is really this the did. nine tails over here? Oh, that better not be the nine tails. I just I I never noticed it, but is that the nine tails? I don't think so. I don't. It's think only so. got nine. Only count nine things. It looks like a tree. Wow. It could be. Yeah. Are you telling me that they're gonna like go? They're gonna do the whole movie like from start to finish? We're actually just gonna get a sad recap of Naruto's childhood and skip right to Shippuden. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking like war art type type shit. Yeah, because I mean it's got Minato and and uh, like soccer nims and the like the uniforms or whatever. You can, mm -hmm. Look at look at guy. Is this guy or is this Rock Lee? It's wild. I don't even know. I I can't even tell. That's if that's not if that's not Guy Sensei, then why? Where the hell is he? That's gotta why be Rock Lee in the back. Yeah, I think so. But that's the Rock is looking fucking tough. I he's wouldn't like fuck a, with him. He's got like a championship WWE belt on, dude. In this As picture. he should. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll put it in our Discord that way uh, people can see what we're actually looking at. So make sure you join our Discord. It's uh, Linktree dot com slash anime degens well nice you, you boys ready to get into it let's do it so our first segment we're doing today we're calling it shokin pone so if you guys know uh jonkin is the japanese version of rock paper scissors everybody's favorite game as a kid so we played a classic game of jonkin to each recommend one show to one degen Normally, we'll recommend a show and we'll all watch it, but we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of what each person likes in this segment. So it's not a broad appeal. It's like, I'm recommending a show for Tyler that I think Tyler will like. Tyler's recommending a show for Bass, and Bass is recommending a show for me. So a little different than we normally do, but I think it'll be fun to have it more specialized. Yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be good. Yeah, because if y'all if y'all recall the showdown throwdown, it's basically something that the people who's picking likes, and we're forcing the other ones to watch it, kind of like I did with Toradora. So, Toradora, <laughs> 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 dude, Damn. different, different. Damn. <laughs> I thought your sensei would have taught you better, bro. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but awesome. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first, actually. I was going to um, say, we a little rock, paper, scissors, see who goes who first. <laughs> nah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, so I had to pick a show for Dan, and I actually went with uh, Afro Samurai, the mini TV series uh, that aired in 2007. 
It's only five episodes, so Dan should be able to knock this out pretty quick. Uh, it's light based- work. Oh, extremely light work. So good, though. Based on the manga written by Takashi Okasaki. And uh, first thing, Samuel Jackson voices two separate characters. The main character, Afro, and his sidekick, <laughs> Ninja Ninja. And I think we do get a motherfucker out of him. Uh, I think that's built into every contract. So, Dan, that, that's for you, bud. That's okay, for you. I was going to say, there has to be one. There has to be one motherfucker. Maybe some snakes on a plane. You know, we've got, we've got requirements here. <laughs> no, no, no planes, dog. No planes. Are there snakes? Damn. Oh, I don't even remember. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's kind of like set in, it looks like Edo, Japan, but it's a lot of sci-fi nonsense going on. It has like missiles and shit in it too. It's pretty cool. Um, the score was actually written by RZA from the Wu-Tang clan. Uh, Wu-Tang is for the kids. Puffy's good, but Wu-Tang's the best. Um, and so with it only being five episodes, you do worry about some depth with it, right? But I think it does a good job of really making the episodes packed with some depth. There's a good flashbacks. You get a good understanding about who the characters are, especially the main character, Afro. And it's this description is going to be as short as possible because it's really hard not to spoil with it only being a couple hours of watch time. But basically, Afro is on a journey of revenge, and he's trying to get at this guy who killed his father. Uh, we'll call him number one. And you start the series off and Afro is number two. And he's the only person that can challenge number one. Only number two can challenge number one. But the funny thing is, and what makes this so fucking tricky, is number two can be challenged by any Joe Schmo there is. So pretty much no one's hunting his adversary, but everybody's hunting him. So it's him pretty much against the world at number one. And you go for you, you go through it. It's like a shonen type anime, but it, it's it has like a darker theme to it, and like the 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 fights are really really fucking good. I know Dan likes the boxing, like I do, <laughs> so he should appreciate it. <laughs> you know me um, so well. Hey man, I'm doing what I can out here. Uh, this was especially hard for me though. I will say because uh, f- for some years, uh, I, Dan was the only other person that was actively watching anime that I talked to. So we've watched a lot of the same show. So I had to go deep into my bag for this bad boy. <laughs> I haven't seen this in so goddamn long. I, was like, I think I think he hasn't seen this, but everything else I was like, okay, uh, I think he's been through it. Yeah. And if I have seen this, it was like an episode here or there on Toonami. So like, I don't yes. remember it, you know, yeah, that's like, originally where it aired. So that makes sense. It was most likely me waking up at 2 a.m. With Afro Samurai on in the background on my 14 inch TV in my bedroom as a kid. <laughs> yeah. So you haven't seen it. There you go. That's good. Yeah, we're good to go. It came out when you were in middle school. So yeah. Been, yeah. Yeah. It's it's been some time. So <laughs> hopefully you like it. That's all I can really tell you about it because it's five episodes. So I'm gonna be short and sweet here. Nice. So I guess based on how we drew the straws, I guess, I should go next. Yes, sir. So let me get into it. So I had to pick a show for Tyler. And our boy fucking loves isekais. You guys <laughs> all know this. I love everything, though. If he could be put in another world, he would. Maybe it's a vending machine. We're not sure on that yet. But you put this man in another world, he's going to thrive. So the show I've picked for Tyler is Overlord. 
Uh, this was first released in 2015. There are currently four seasons. They're each about they're each 13 episodes. I've seen three of them, and I think I watched a couple episodes of season four, but just kind of fell to the wayside due to the plethora of anime I watch. Uh, this is, like I said, released by Studio Madhouse, and Madhouse puts out good shit. Great animation studio. It's got a 7.91 on Mal, so it's pretty good, you know? I'm going to give it like a 6.2 because it's not really my bag, but I think it's Tyler's bag. (laughs) I think this is right up his alley. Hey. So if Dan's giving it like a 6.2, it's probably going to be above a 7 for me. That makes sense. (laughs) That makes perfect sense. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, just quick synopsis. The final hour of the popular virtual reality video game, Yggdrasil, has come. However, Momonga... A powerful wizard and master of the Dark Guild, Ainz Ul Gon, decides to spend his last few moments in the game as the servers begin to shut down. To his surprise, despite the clock having struck midnight, Momonga is still fully conscious as his character, and the non-player characters, the NPCs, appear to have developed personalities of their own. Confronted with this abnormal situation, Momonga commands his loyal servants help him investigate and take control of this new world with hopes of figuring out what has caused this development and if there are others in the same predicament. So some so, things... Go for it. So this sounds kind of like some um, Sword Art Online bullshit, right? Kind of, but like Sword Art Online, it's all players. Okay. In the beginning, everyone True. you meet is an NPC. So basically, these are characters that were made by his friends. Okay. To be, you know, uh, basically to watch over Nazarek, which is like their guild hall. Okay. So in in the beginning, uh, I don't even know. I don't even remember if there's actual players they meet, but everybody's an NPC. So one thing about this is the side characters, since they're NPCs, they don't really grow and they just stay exactly how they're programmed <laughs> the entire time. But like that's like a funny thing to me because that's how it should be. They're NPCs. Yeah. They're NPCs. Yeah. They should be exactly who they are. And that, that's that's kind of like a really smart ideal from uh whoever wrote this stuff because now they don't have to worry about progressing side characters as well as the main characters cuz that's their cop out, you know. It's easy, man. Yeah. They're NPCs, yeah. But kind of <laughs> like how you really enjoyed watching... Um... Oh, God, I'm spacing out now. What's your favorite isekai? The one you made us watch. Uh, the only Re-Zero. one I made you watch is ReZero, yeah. So, like, you know how you're watching uh, the character in ReZero kind of navigate this new world and try and figure things out? It's kind of like that. But instead of just being some dude who is reborn when he dies... Momonga, or Ainz, as he gets called in the show, is stupid fucking overpowered because of how much time he played this game. Homie's level 100. He's got all the best spells. He's entirely overpowered. But at the beginning, he has no idea if if any of this is actually going to work. So you see him going to fight stuff and be like, I wonder if I can use this spell. And he just entirely demolishes people. (laughs) (laughs) Gross is having fun with it. I like that. It's okay. it's a, it's it's kind of really funny. Like the whole show, it is. Um, there's a character that you're really gonna like. Her name is Alberto. 
I'm not going to spoil it too much, but she's your kind of girl. I know you have a type. <laughs> that type might be a succubus. Wait, you said she was my type. Does she have like pink hair or red hair? It's purple. Uh, that'll work. It's on, it's on, it's, yeah, it's right there in the it's, spectrum. It's like a shade of it. So she, uh, She's well endowed. <laughs> and incredibly real, horny. Real, real smart. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down, but tell me, tell me now. So this is an isekai, so... Where's the other, like, two or three? Oh, there's a harem, baby. Don't even worry. <laughs> all the bitches want eyes, dude. They all want this big skeleton man. Oh, oh, it's the skeleton man. Yeah. Okay. So his, okay. his player character was like a seven-foot-tall skeleton mage. So we're playing Fortnite now. <laughs> I mean, not, more like a Diablo kind of vibe going on, but I'll give it to you. Okay. But okay. it... It has a lot of the things you enjoy in shows. It's got, you know, a dude who got sucked into another world, horny side characters, a big boob succubus. And I'm going to say it's not like the best show by any means, but it's a fun watch. And I think you'll really enjoy it. I'm pretty sure I've been recommended to watch this like a couple of times and uh, I just have never got around to it. So I'm kind of uh, excited to see what's up about this. Well, why everyone keeps on saying that I might like this, so... Yeah, I mean, I just restarted watching it just because I was bored, and I, I threw it on dubbed, and the dub's actually not that bad. Fast, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to step up your game, um, as far as watching more stuff. If we're gonna keep on doing this segment, bro, I I run a very <laughs> tight ship around here. I don't Dan, have much free time on my hands. <laughs> Dan, Dan is gonna run off and leave us, bro. <laughs> Yeah, no, he really is on one. I think, I think you watch more anime than I do, Tyler, but you watch uh, a lot of stuff that me and Bass would not yeah. enjoy. <laughs> but one of these days, I can't force y'all to watch it on this one, but one of these days, <laughs> I can force y'all to watch some of it on Showdown Throwdown. So Your, your day is coming. Your, yeah. your day is definitely coming, man. He's just asking for us to tear apart a show again, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I mean, you won't know if you don't like it unless you try, you know? So, if it, if it involves high school romance, and obviously the two main characters ending up together at the end of the show, I already know the plot. I don't have to watch it. <laughs> but you liked Insomniacs, bro. That gives me hope. But that also wasn't annoying. That was just like cute. It yeah, was adorable. but yeah, but there's other shows out there, you know, that's not like Toradora. That was just I thought y'all might dig that vibes because it was funny, and I had to try to put something else in there besides romance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that would be great. <laughs> I would have I preferred a straight romance over a annoying ass. Sundere character. Holy See, crap! I wanted to throw that girl downstairs. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have never known that unless I showed it to y'all. Now I know that. So he's you're, learning. You're not he's wrong. Learning. You're not wrong. You are learning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm excited to watch it. We'll see. We'll see what's up. Um, I guess that that leaves me right. That's yeah, you, buddy. we're coming yep. full circle. Yeah, so I got one for Bass. I was supposed to pick a show for Bass, and I'm going to pick Doro, Doro Row. I think that's how you say it. Um, 
is Dororo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a horrible uh, time with R's, especially multiple R's in a row like that. So, but it's like a 8.24 on Mal, and it's a remake of a 1969 anime. It's only one season long. It was remade in 2019, 24 episodes. Um, this is a show that's made from MAPPA and Tezuka Productions, which actually did Astro Boy and the upcoming Pluto, My Home Hero, Quintessential Quintuplets. Very um, nice. So some shows that y'all know and some shows that we're gonna we're looking forward to or whatever. And MAPPA, like I said. Um, this The reason why I think Bass would like this show is... It is a historical samurai show with like supernatural and myth, myth, mythology tied into it. And we all know that Bass really likes samurai shows, boxing, and when shows have those ties and ties with, you know, history and stuff like that. Yeah, show so, me that. Yeah, I love yeah. mythology. And, uh, so basically the summary of this show goes a greedy samurai lord desperate for power to save his dying land strikes a sinister deal with 12 demons forsaking Buddha. These demons aid his realm's growth, but demand a grim cost. The cost is his firstborn son was horribly malformed, limbless, noseless, eyeless, earless, and skinless. The child was thrown in a river, left for dead, yet a compassionate medicine man sees him and rescues him and teaches him how to survive. Basically kind of raises him to survive uh, like he is. Wait, how do you survive with no limbs, no eyes, no nose, and no skin? Do you just like flop around like a potato? See, so, what's getting me, though, is no skin. That just seems extra. He already has no eyes, <laughs> limbs. Like, why? Why You can't even put my, some skin on my boy? I, I gotta look at a picture of this the right now. The demons are demoning. Well, so, for each demon, they took away a different body part or a uh, part of his body. You know, that's that was the price um, for, uh, you know, for the his dad the samurai mm-hmm. lord to save his dying land um and have like his land prosper you know um oh, i just googled this shit bro what the fuck so dan dan <laughs> asked dan asked how can he train him su- to survive so this medicine man he makes like pros- prosthetic uh, limbs for him prosthetic everything yeah, well, you know, arms and legs, prosthetic arms and legs. Dude, this looks he, like this looks like a baby titan with no eyes. <laughs> but, but his eyes and stuff like that, he he you know, he just has to learn to live blind and you know and stuff like that. He has to learn how to uh survive without those senses, you know, uh if that makes sense. Makes uh, sense, but sorry. It's it's very interesting and unique, um, because okay. he this all does happen to him, and uh, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, this all does <laughs> happen to him, picture. and so basically, after he gets taught how to survive somewhat, um, 
he starts on his journey uh, to defeat the demons who used him, you know, that took away his shit. And as each demon falls, he rec- he reclaims a uh, part of himself. If that That's makes sense. That's pretty cool. That actually sounds so, really cool. Uh, so years pass as he roams alone. Uh, he meets an orphan named Dororo and befriends him. And that's a small, like a very small kid that's, you know, an orphan, very, like, very talkative and stuff like that, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, together, they make, they make a team, they pair up, and they navigate, you know, they, they go across this demon-infested world uh, fighting for survival and uh, just trying to keep their humanity and trying to gain... Uh, his humanity back so it's pretty interesting it's got like i said a lot of ties to history and mythology um it's got like the gods and buddha and demons and and it's a very interesting and unique um plot line mm-hmm. with a lot of boxing a lot a lot of sword play so stimulate the mind and the eyes yeah Love so that. i'm or lack of sure, eyes yeah I mean, there for a time, you know. I mean, obviously he, you know, tries to get them back. So does he? Who knows? You know, there's there's a lot going on. So cool, damn. So excited to watch this. Here's my question for you, Tyler. What's up? If if you drew me in this game of rock paper scissors, would you have recommended the same show? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> this sounds because... like my back too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could have been, but I know that Bass is more into like the tie-ins and stuff like that because this has a lot of like history and, like I said, like Greek gods and stuff like that tied in, um, just stuff like that. And I don't know what I would have recommended you, honestly. Um, I would have had to think about it as soon as as soon as we we determined that I had Bass, I was like. That's a good show for Bass, like instantly. So. <laughs> yeah, you immediately said after we got uh, after we drew it, like oh, I got something for you. Perfect. Yeah, I, I was like, like, damn. Said, I the like this whole, I, me like we came this topic, and I was like, I really hope I get Tyler because I want to make him watch Overlord because he needs to. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm one of three people to recommend that to him. It sounds like. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess that's it. We'll, I guess we'll come back next week. And uh, let y'all know the results, kind of like we do the showdown throwdown. So yes, sir. So we got ty- uh, we got Dan watching Afro Samurai, we got me watching Dororo, and then we uh, got Tyler watching Overlord. Yeah, good shit, boys. Good shit. Oh yeah, cool. So we'll jump right into the next segment. No man is an island. So you have Oreos and milk, Mario and Luigi. You know, Shaq and Kobe. These are some of like the great and iconic duos that kind of inspired us uh, to do this segment of anime DGens. So we're going to give you the rundown on some of our favorite duos of all time in anime. And there's so many that we couldn't get to them all, guys. So if you have any more duos and you want to talk about them, hit them up, hit us up in the discord and tell us why you like them. But let's jump into it. Uh, Dan, we got you first. Let's do it. So to start, I'm going to start with Hinata and Kageyama from Haikyuu. 
Ooh, okay. <laughs> this, I mean, you can't think of a better duo than a spiker and a setter in a sports anime. Like, they can't exist without each other. True. So to start off, this is your classic story of fierce rivals become best friends, partners. It's, it's timeless. It's such a good story. You see it everywhere. And the thing I really like about this is that the rivalry never seems to leave them. They're always pushing to make each other the best volleyball players they can be. I mean, they have a count of they race to practice. Practice is in the morning before school. <laughs> they race there every day. And they have a count. At one point, it's like, oh, you've got me 55 to 54. <laughs> Homies, they're in it. This rivalry is fierce. There's scenes where they're running, like, you know, going for a jog and everybody else is jogging to these two just bolt past everybody like neck and neck. The rivalry is very fierce for these two. But the thing I love about this relationship is like synergy is turned up to 11 with these guys. They can't succeed without each other and they bring the best out in each other. Like, I don't think Kageyama would be on the Karasuno volleyball team without Hinata because Hinata helped him grow past his I'm the king, I'm the best there is attitude and made him realize that he needs to work with the team and put the team in place to succeed. Uh, one thing I really love about these guys is that they understand each other without saying a freaking word. Yeah. Like, they just look at each other and they know. Like, they don't even have to look at each other. Kageyama just knows Hinata's going to be in the right spot. Hinata knows the ball is going to be right where he needs for the nastiest spike you'll ever see from somebody who's like 5'4". <laughs> it's just an awesome duo. <laughs> They're always challenging each other, helping each other push past their limits. It's just the entire show. The entire show, man. I love it had, these it guys. Had, it had been a while, so I was not expecting it. I just love these guys. They're such a great duo, and they're really fun to watch. So if you haven't watched Haiku, definitely recommend. I'm just glad that um, you actually enjoyed Haiku enough to pick Hanada and Kageyama. Because if you hadn't have picked them, it would have been one of my picks. Because they're just, you know, a top-tier duo. And... uh I'm just I'm just really excited that you actually think that they're up there, you know, with the other people on you, your list. It so. might it might be a little bit of recency bias because I literally just watched this, mm. but it's a gas duo. It's a gas 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 partnership, man. Yeah. Also a great show. Good yeah. recommendation by uh, Tyler there. Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. So uh, I think I am actually up next. And this is another Rivals turn friend situation. Uh, I talked a little shit about Yu Yu Hakusho um, during our our rundown this week. Rundown Boo. thirty. You know, it was a little quick jab, but I, I had to do it. Don't just peek, bro. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> show. The animation's just old. It's all. Um, so I went with Yusuke and Kuwabara from Yu Yu Hakusho, and I really love these two. Uh, I mean, Yusuke is a great character. Um, they're both like two tough guys from like the street and they're trying to like find their path in the world and their place in it. And I really like love their moral compass and like how simple yet complex they are. Uh, when you think about like a tough guy or somebody that's trying to be like a manly man, um, you don't, ex they don't exactly fit that picture. Exactly. Um, they of course want to be strong in a physical way. You know, kind of one of the rules is never backing down from a fight, which they don't do. Um, to their own detriment at times and 
but they also mean they also want to be strong, a strong friend or a strong boyfriend, and also want to be there for the people that that mean a lot to them. So that's a, it's a cool holistic view of how they they view the world. And the reason I love the duo is because I don't I don't think Yusuke in this story would be who he is without Kuwabara. And how they start off, the first time we meet Kuwabara in the story, he gets absolutely waxed after challenging Yusuke. <laughs> it's so bad. He gets his ass whooped. I think he gets his, his face scraped across the asphalt, like literally his chin. And you think he's just going to be like another bullshit side character. The dude's a big oaf. He's a dumbass. But he's actually like really, um, really admirable in a way. Um, and over time, they fight and fight and fight. And they build this respect for each other because they're both so tough. Kuwabara always loses, but he always gets back up and tries to fight Yusuke again, which nobody else in the series likes to do because Yusuke is a beast. He's a dog. He's a real dog. Um, and then you, you have the dynamic with like the four main fighters out of this group and Yu Yu Hakusho. Kuwabara is the weakest out of the four. I think everybody can agree on that. But he's like the rock of the team. Uh, he has a good dynamic with uh, Karama, Hiei, and of course Yusuke. And he's like, their, I, I'd say he's like the soul of the team. You know what I'm saying? Gotta have one. I feel like it's really unfair to say that he's the weakest because you're putting up against fucking demons. I mean, but he is, though. <laughs> Second strongest human, and there's two humans on the team. It's tough. It's a tough look. Um, but... I, like I said, I feel like Kuwabara is comic relief done right. Um, he has like some emotional depth. Um, and during the, t- the tournament, uh, the dark tournament, he actually sacrifices himself uh, to release Yusuke's inner power. He knows exactly what his boy needs to go to the next level. And it's really just to get in his feels. So it's one of like the coolest, like, like pre-death. Um, the coolest, like pre-death. I think speech, I would say, is a, it's a little miss, a little miss uh, translated, but it goes, a mulberry tree is a tree. Kuwabara is a man and I'll prove it. We all have to die when our time comes, but if we do our duty, we don't got regrets. And now taste a, be- a, a piece of my sword. That shit is gas. That goes so fucking hard. It really does, bro. I rewinded it like three times the first time I watched it. It was fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tyler, have you watched Yu Haka show yet? No. No. Get on it. Yeah, we're gonna have to make this man watch this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like the dark tournament is like my favorite tournament, like in anime, period. It's I so mean, fucking good, man. You can't you can't tell me there's a better tournament anime there is, than Yu Haka show. Like all they do is turn everything into a tournament. It's that's I've heard y'all talk about it uh countless times and y'all said it's like the best tournament arc anime because all it is is a tournament arc so the whole um, well i mean the beginning not necessarily a tournament arc but once you get past the the dark tournament it is all tournaments baby yep yeah i mean to me it's like the og tournament anime and i think it does it the best you know everybody's imitating uh, greatness in the situation I've come like this close, like to um started before, and uh some always happens where I'm just like, okay, I'll just wait another time. I'll just wait for another time to start this. You know, mm-hmm. I've had it on the screen before, and just 
haven't pressed play and then something happened so this is why you haven't watched it yet because once you press play and you hear that intro <laughs> you're in like you Show has like the second best intro of anime of all so time good. it's so it's, fucking it's a bop it's only behind evangelion with a cruel angels thesis like the song is a fucking bop and it's even good dubbed like the anime it is great dub but yeah. the song dubbed is a banger for sure, for sure. And, and I, was, is- I said something uh, incorrectly earlier, but I'm not going to correct myself since Tyler hasn't watched it. Yeah, that's why I texted you. I was like, in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I have major spoilers, but I'm going to not say them. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, it's fine if you spoil it. You know, it is what it is. It's like nah, a 1990 anime or something like that, right? Well, uh, I'm not worried about our watchers. I feel like a lot of people have watched yeah. the show, but if you haven't watched it, I don't want to. It's, it's 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 a small but big detail at the same time. Massive uh, so we're just plot point. One with it. Massive hmm? plot point. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to mess that up for you. But yeah, you. these two. That I mean, they play so well off of each other. And uh, I mean, Kuabara, like I said, he's probably the weakest one out of the four. And if he can't help, he gets beat up about it. He has a code of honor. I mean, the bro, bro said like, you see a tree and you know it's a tree. Like I'm a man. I, I'm I'm him. I'm him. I'm not always the strongest, but I'm going to be here. I got your back. Uh, anywhere you need me, anytime. Like, he's he's sturdy as fuck, is what I would say. That, uh, that like, uh, you said pre-death uh, speech kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of, like, some Irwin, Irwin type shit, bro. Yeah, bro. And he, he, he yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's just a lot of pre-death speeches in this show and they all go so fucking hard man so you mean people like actually die in this show and not just like disappear and then come back later (laughs) people get clapped I mean it's the very first episode but the main character dies (laughs) like five minutes he comes back right obviously right in a way I don't you have to watch. Yeah, bowlers, you, know, you have to watch bowlers, it. I guess question mark. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Tal, you should definitely give this a watch. Like I said, it's, it's one of my favorite duos in anime. Uh, it's it's the top tournament anime, top tournament period. It, it's it's gas front front to back. Just it's, a top, it's a top five show for me. I've watched it like eight times. I feel like yeah, it's. I think it's in my about seven or six for me. It's it's really really good. That's one of my goals. Like for uh, like. The next little bit, like maybe the next year or something like that. I've been trying to like watch older shows, like older classics. That's why I've, you know, started watching obviously uh, Full Metal Alchemist. You know, I'm more than halfway done with that. I've started watching Dragon Ball because those, like, it feels like I need to watch some of these classic shows that I've missed out on. And they're just usually longer shows. So. Um, yeah. I'm working in working them in there little by little because you know we obviously stay very busy over here at the anime DJ's headquarters. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whose office or bedroom it's in, but yeah, we, we're busy. Um, it's, it's in the yeah. cloud, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think like like you said, it's a it's a good point to go back and watch some of the classics, man. Like a lot of uh, manga artists, they, they they draw from these older shows or and they're inspired by them. So. It's it's like knowing your history, you know. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I I've watched a lot of uh, anime or whatever, but I just ha- I haven't watched these like classics like y'all have. So it kind of makes me, you know, mi- feel like I'm missing out a little bit, you know, on some of these shows, especially when we talk about them quite often. So yeah, 
And like, I didn't watch Yu Yu Hakusho, I think, until the beginning of the pandemic in 2020. And like, even though I said, you know, the animation is obviously outdated, I believe this is from the mid to early 80s. Um, Early 90s. Early 90s? Okay. I couldn't remember. Um, And it still stands up as far as like the plot. The plot's so good. Um, And, you know, the fights is like, okay, like obviously we can do better now in 2023. But. The, the plots like the characters are well developed definitely give it a shot man yeah i mean you like jjk and jjk is essentially in my mind like the spiritual successor to yu haka show okay 100 percent. i agree with that, that that's sure. gonna be interesting to see because when i think of you you haka show even though i haven't really seen it i don't think of jjk at all like i think like jjk when i think of jjk i think like naruto type shit you know basically i'm more more saying plot lines like you have people fighting demons you know all that kind of stuff but i got you i don't know if i'd say jjk's i mean i guess you have a team of three yeah well i'm not saying like as far as like storyline goes Mm -hmm. like uh explicitly but like you know jjk obviously they got the three plus the sensei Naruto's got the three plus sensei. You got one of them that has a very strong entity inside of them on both sides. Like it's it's pretty similar in a lot of ways. So it just yeah for sure don't stay that way, I guess, because it's different powers and and different plot lines. You know, uh, different monsters and stuff. You got ninjas and and um, you know the Kotsky and Held Beast over here, and then you got devils and curses over here. You can't really say that this is this, you know, because it's not. So True, true. Uh, before you watch this, though, Tyler, uh, be prepared to hear the word, word bastard about five times an episode. <laughs> you damn bastard. I don't, I don't know if they say <laughs> it that much in the, uh, in the sub, but I think, like, watching this, like, the dub is so good, and it'll make it a little easier to watch. The dub is really good, actually, yeah. Well, I say if, if you can watch Black Clover and Naruto... Like the word bastard five times an episode is going to be no problem because Naruto, you hear <laughs> Okage or whatever, uh, about 10 times an episode. Yeah. And then Black Clover, you hear I'm going to be Wizard King about 20 times an episode and you're I mean, screaming it. So, shit, man, you go back and watch old <laughs> OG Naruto. How many times you hear Data Bio? Yeah, Data Bio. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about Believe It, too. That's, bro. What, that, that's what I was so. about to say. I still have nightmares about that. But, uh, <laughs> Tyler, what's your dynamic duo? <laughs> so, my first one, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to pick the, I'm going to follow y'all's eternal, the rivals and, uh, uh turn buddies or whatever and i think this is like the epitome of like the rivals slash buddy system with kakashi and guy sensei from naruto they are literally eternal rivals and they're like the bestest of buddies um they constantly try to push each other as y'all know to do better and push past our limits <laughs> yes it's wild that Dan brought that up, and I had it. I I had it in my mind too. I'm like, I was like, I'm gonna say this shit too. So before we even started, so these boys were like, yeah, the the you know the uh, weather's changing. We gotta get bass back in here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Kakashi and Guy Sensei, they just they just complement each other so well. 
you know, guys, the energetic and uh, energetic one, always, you know, trying to do a bunch of shit. Uh, he's very passionate about what he does, whether it's working out or training or just beating Guy Sensei. I mean, Kakashi Sensei. And uh, uh, Kakashi is on the opposite side of things. You know, he's a cool, calm, and collected kind of guy. He always thinks about things before he does them. Um, kind of like Hanada and Kagiyama does. They they be racing around the village all the time stuff and stuff too, having like their own races. And Kakashi's just like, don't really want to do them, but you kind of can't say no to guy. So I can agree with that. Yeah, it, I can it's just agree not with really that. possible. <laughs> so, um, like the combat side. Uh, guys, a master of taijutsu, as we know, and has the eight gate technique up his sleeve. Kakashi is the copy ninja and has a Sharingan and a very high IQ, and that makes him able to be very strategic when he plays to his strengths. And depending on which Kakashi we actually talk about, he gets even stronger. You know, if you want to talk about the Mangekyo Kakashi, Kakashi, you know, that's that's wild you know his strength levels is up there um true true i want to say uh not it would be hard to say no to guy sensei uh about competition because <laughs> i feel like he's the guy that like oh i'm gonna race you to that lamp post and like if you don't start running like he's just gonna say i beat you anyway <laughs> i feel like he's that type of guy 100 <laughs> percent. and the, the thing is is it's never like a simple like a uh, simple race or simple skill test. It's always some kind of bullshit that he comes up with. Like, race around the village on your hands, some type of shit. And I'm just like, I, I feel bad for Kakashi sometimes. But, I mean, what can he do? They're, they're eternal rivals, so. Yes, sir. Uh, He's better <laughs> off for it anyway. I, maybe, maybe that's the reason why you know Guy Sensei and Kakashi are so strong because they they have each other to to push themselves constantly. So I think we can definitely say that's why Guy Sensei is strong. <laughs> but I feel like Kakashi's just a fucking prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know that that eye fell into his lap or whatever, you know, and just just spiraled him I all mean, the way I up. Y'all, y'all shouldn't do a Kakashi like that. I mean, he knows, you know, hard work beat talent if talent don't work hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be my first duo. It's it's one of my favorite duos of all time, uh, Kakashi and Mister Guy Sensei. So, so I do have a question since I know you have read Boruto. Does wheelchair Guy Sensei still challenge Kakashi to races? Oh, shit, Because <laughs> that would be hilarious. I want to say that, like, it's been a while since I've, like, actually read, like, the front end of the the manga or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? Um, And, like, Guy and Kakashi and them isn't really, like, huge um, uh, characters in Boruto, you know? Gotcha. It's more about... Uh, Naruto, Sasuke, Boruto, and uh, all of them, Kawaki, and all of them, you know, uh, their kids and stuff. So, 
almost want to say Guy Sente is like not in a wheelchair no more, but I could be wrong, you know. Just he 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 got his legs back. He pulled to Lieutenant Dan. I I mean, like <laughs> I said, it's been it's been a while since I've read that first end of the chapter, but I I could be wrong. It's you know how my memory is, so uh well, my yeah. head can't, and they're racing every day. Yeah, they, they should be. I don't think Guy Sensei would make an excuse, you know. But as lame as I'm in a wheelchair, I'm gonna stop. Yeah, it, I don't. I don't feel like it matters though if he's in a wheelchair or not. I mean, he just he probably still does it on his hands, bro. That's what I'm saying. He don't, yeah, <laughs> like he just gets on his Probably hands. Probably on his hands. Guy Sensei don't even sound just like, like noodle legs while he's running on his hands. Oh Hell my yeah. god. <laughs> I mean, he's probably got the wheelchair attached, you know, still. Strengthening his core. <laughs> well, yeah. Cool. I think that's a great one, by the way. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I guess I'll get into my next one. So I got a classic brother duo right here. We have Edward and Alphonse from Full Metal Alchemist. I mean, if you think about it, man, like in the beginning, Edward and Alphonse only had each other. And, like, the amount of trauma these two suffered so early in their life is, like, I can't even imagine that, dude. Not at but, all. But it's, they were there for tragic, each other. bro. It really is tragic. But they were always there for each other, and that is something you look for so much in a duo. Um, one thing I really liked about this duo as well is it's such a realistic depiction of a sibling relationship. <laughs> like the relationship isn't rock solid they do butt heads occasionally but they're always there for each other i mean you think back to when edward pulled alphonse out of a deep depression after barry the chopper fucked with his head basically made him think he wasn't even a real person he was just memories that edward slapped onto a suit of armor to have a friend and you think about alphonse always pushing edward past any doubt about getting their bodies back like these guys are ride or die man and you got to be in this situation. I mean, that's probably the most fucked up situation you can think of. Their origin story is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing with these guys is the comedy between them is fucking flawless. I mean, Edward being the shorter, older brother and always getting shit for it. Everyone thinking Alphonse is the full metal alchemist because he's in a giant suit of armor. <laughs> he is full metal. <laughs> Quite literally. Yes. Uh, Nothing I, uh... but metal. Yeah, all metal, no bones. But yeah, I, I definitely feel for uh, Edward being the shorter older brother. I, I'm six foot tall and I'm still the shorter older brother. And I have a little sister. It's kind of brutal. She outgrew me when she was uh, 10 and I was 15. That's nuts. nuts. Yeah, it is a little nuts, but it is a little nuts. But yeah, they always fight over who was going to marry Winry as kids. Like, it's just a great bond, man. And I really enjoy them as a duo. Um. I don't think the story would be the same if it wasn't told the way it was. So, agreed, man. Agreed. Um, I'm glad I actually. Duo. I'm glad I actually kind of know what y'all talking about right now. So that's that, that makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I had time, to make you, know, you watch this like, one, but it worked out. Hell? I didn't go down the rabbit hole of the full metal, the original Full Metal Alchemist anime about how Ed or Alphonse gets turned into a philosopher stone and all this other crazy shit. So, um, the hell is it. going on over there? I'll watch it. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that in that other show. <laughs> Just watch Brotherhood. <laughs> I plan on it. I ain't got time to watch uh, the fake, the fake bullshit. So, 
Exactly. <laughs> Atta boy. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll hop right into mine then. My next one is going to be uh, Spike and Jet from Cowboy Bebop. Okay. I think, um, you know, when I was younger and I watched Cowboy Bebop, um, I, I kind of watched the show and I really liked Spike more. And I probably re- we rewatched this at least two times after the initial watch when I was a kid. And as I got older, I appreciated Jet more. Um, he's a much more, a much more mature character. I think he's a much more reasonable uh, man. And uh, someone you should probably you you could actually strive to like be more like I, I feel like, um, and these guys have uh, a great relationship. I mean, the way they understand each other is kind of like brothers. Uh, they they've been through a lot of the same things. They've had similar lives. Uh, they've been through a lot of heartbreak, betrayal, um, and have been on the front line of of combat. So they really have that deep connection without actually having to say anything about it. Um, and they do disagree a lot in the show. Um, but like I said, they do understand each other well. Uh, but I think, and I, I truly believe this, that Jet is Spike's direct foil. Uh, where Spike is somewhat frantic in how he deals with problems, and he kind of does some things on a whim. You have Jet, who has been through the same things. And as you know, he's older. He's 36, I believe, in the show. And it seems like he's found a way to, to relearn himself. And, and to be himself again instead of chasing his past so much. Uh, he does in the show a little bit, but in specific situations. And he spends a lot of, a lot of time trying to coach Spike on how not to go to the past. Um, he even says to, uh, to Spike at one point in the show, you know, men only think about the, the past right before their death as if they're searching for, you know, frantically for proof that they were alive. And he said, you told me once you died before, dog. Uh, just forget the past. And he's really trying to urge him on to be a better person. Um, and he's in like, like I said, Jet's found healthy ways to cope. He even has like a bonsai tree that he does not like to be bothered when he's uh, grooming it and trimming it. And he's just a well-adjusted man after going through so much. And we all have problems in our lives. No one is perfect. And to see somebody go through all that and kind of be the bigger man about the whole situation is fucking awesome. Um, but of course, Spike is cool as fuck, bro. Yeah. You know? Just point your problems and you say bang. <laughs> and I, I, one thing I really, really like about this duo, they speak to each other when they want to have like a heart to heart. They don't just talk about their problems. They talk to each other in stories. Um, stories that like it makes it seem like they just came up with it on the spot. Um, at the very end, you have the tiger stripe cat story. And they both know this is the last time they're going to see each other. And Instead of being sad about it, Jet just laughs. He says, you know, that was a good story. And Spike, and Spike says, I fucking hate cats, bro. And they just laugh it off. <laughs> and, he's, and as his like best friends, you know, like walking away, he only asks one question. He says, is it for the girl? And Spike answers, and that's it, man. It's just a beautiful story. Everybody's trying to deal with their past and like all the different characters doing it in a different way. But I think Spike and Jet having that older man, younger man dynamic is mad cool. Mentory. Plus, uh, plus, nothing would get done if it was all up to Spike. Does he just be sitting on the couch with his feet crossed, smoking? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he, he'd only uh, he'd only do something when he runs out of cigarettes. I feel like. 
I mean, it, even running out of food doesn't phase him. He's just, you know, just lots another one. Says, oh, well, I guess we'll find something sometime or another. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, great story in Cowboy Bebop. I think these are two very well-written. I think a lot of the characters in the show are actually really well-written. Um, but these two, they're dynamic together. A1 in my book. Okay, okay. 100%. Uh, I guess, uh, I guess I'll get into my second one. And that is from a show that we watched this year. I believe it was, uh, earlier this year when we first started our podcast and it's Ray and Kazuki from buddy daddies. And yeah. And these guys make a hell of a duo in my opinion. Um, at first, you know, they was, uh, a little bit iffy. You know, on some of the aspects, but now we're chilling. You know, now we're chilling big time. They figured it all out. Um, basically, you know, they make a very good duo for the, their assassination stuff. And uh, Ray is like the Rambo, I guess you can call him. Like, he just gets shit done. Yeah. And he means business. Uh, usually, like, he provides backup from range. And lets Kazuki like go in hot, and usually Kazuki screws up sometime during the um, assassination attempt. And Ray's usually the one that comes in and just cleans it up. So uh, by I, it, we mean everything. <laughs> he cleans like he just doesn't stop until the job's done, and he usually has to come in and clean that shit up because Kazuki just like. At some point in time, the train just comes off the track, and either that's Kazuki's fault or, you know, not, but it still happens. But our boy Ray was raised as and trained as an assassin because that is his family's business. Um, but like I said, Kazuki isn't a slouch either. He's the thinker, like the frontline guy. Uh, but like I said, he just usually lands himself in unfortunate situations that Ray has to clean up. Um, but the other side, the other aspect of Ray and Kazuki is they actually end up making a great duo as dads, you know, for raising Miri. Um, at first, like I said, we was kind of worried about Ray. He was kind of like a, uh, a second kid, honestly, uh, there for a while. And, you know, uh, Kazuki, uh, kind of shaped him in to be a dad and Kazuki and Miri kind of shaped him in to being a dad and especially after Kazuki left uh, uh, for whatever reason I forget the reasons um, and probably shouldn't say it because of spoiler reasons uh, but you know he had to turn into a dad himself and kind of raise Miri by himself for a little while it wasn't long but it was long enough for him to realize that uh, what the issue was and how he should uh, uh, transform himself, how how he could grow into a better character. So, hey, man, yeah, I, I really love the growth in that show from uh, Ray. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was phenomenal. He started off as, um, yeah, I think that like the, the the writers were like holding a lot back for later in the show, and they, I mean they eventually let it hang all out, and it was it was really cool to see. Yeah, these are a great, great duo. They're very different personalities and uh, how they approach situations. Um, 
Dude, you know, why? He tries to have more tact when they go in for the uh, the missions, and Ray's like, "Why can't I just blow everything up, bro? Like, I can do this. Like, I can do it right now." And I just love that. It's so so cool to watch. Hey, man, why would you want to be a dad when you can be a top one hundred Mario Kart player, dude? Come on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's got a point. You know. Um, I think this is like one of. Probably one of our favorites, like first, uh, like new shows on the rundown uh, that we've done so far. Yeah, I, I would agree say, with that. yeah, so yeah, we definitely. actually really, really enjoyed this show. Um, because not because of the plot, just because of the the growth that we've seen that they done it so well. Um, but I just I felt like I had to put them on here, Ray and Kazuki, because they're just one hell of a team. One hell of a duo, and in more ways than one, uh, they definitely deserve to be up on the list of best slash favorite duos, in my opinion. So, cool, awesome. Cool. So, my last duo also has an assassin in it, so we're keeping the trend rolling. Okay, so I've got Gone and Killua from Hunter Hunter. These guys are just the perfect example of best friends, man. Like, you will not see a better best friend duo in anime. Um, Gon allowed Killua, who was raised as an assassin, to actually, like, live a normal life. I'm going to say normal in quotes because, you know, most, <laughs> most children are going on the kind of adventures these two go on and deal with the kind of stuff they deal with. Everything's relative, yeah. But compared to being an emotionless assassin, I mean, like his brother Alumi, like he's living pretty normal, pretty damn normal life. But, um, you know, they're just traveling, going on adventures, having fun, being great friends. Like, I just can't think of a better duo in that sense of best friends than these two men. Um, it's great to watch them push each other in their training arcs even though they're like both full-blown prodigies in Nen, which is the power system in Hunter Hunter. Like they go from like not knowing Nen to being like God tier Nen users in like one arc. <laughs> Remember when I tried to explain Nen? Holy shit. Yeah, it is. Just watch the show. If you have any questions, I don't know how to explain it. There's six different versions of it and you can have hybrids and you got to put a leaf in a cup to figure it out. So good luck. It's very confusing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bass did a pretty decent job explaining it, though, on one of our previous podcasts. Yeah, episodes. it also took 45 minutes. <laughs> I, 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 I got to do it in like 20, 2025. 20, and I think that's what, if I if I recall correctly, I think that my, that my uh, power or whatever that I picked before, I think it was, was it uh, Naruto? Chak Chakra, yeah, yeah it, it was Chakra. Chakra. Yeah. And I kind of set him up for it. So imagine if I hadn't have picked Chakra and I hadn't have set him up because that shit would have probably took an hour and a half for him to yeah. explain it. But he done it pretty well, I think. So, you, uh, yeah. you, you I, when I saw you pick Chakra, I was like, now I can pick Nen. Like, <laughs> he just has to go before me. It's the same thing, but different. Oh, man. But yeah, y'all y'all go check that shit out. Uh, That's an oldie. Yeah. yeah oldie, Very but a goodie. Old. I don't even know where you'd find that, but uh, well, I I know where you'd find it on Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever it's, you listen to your podcasts. It's the one where we was picking our uh, picking our uh, power system. So 
whatever that was, whatever episode yeah, power that is. systems for the real world. Yeah. <laughs> I still think that was that was the best one. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think you guys let me pick giant robots, so that was a damn shame. I mean, yeah, that'd be a little too destructive, but <laughs> more plausible than chakra, dude. We'll have giant robots eventually, man. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, going back to going to Killua, you know, they're just the most important person in each other's life. And I love that dynamic. Uh, when Gon is going to meet his father for the first time, you know, the only thing he wants to do is introduce him to his best friend that he's met and gone on all these adventure with. And same goes for Killua when he, he introduces Gon to his sister. Like, it is just, these guys are fucking adorable, man, when it comes to that shit. But they're also terrifying. Yes, terrifying little children. <laughs> I would not want to babysit these two. <laughs> they don't need babysitters. Don't, Holy shit. They got no rules, dude. And you can't enforce any. What you gonna do? Uh, Get hey, your wait, ass whooped. How are you gonna stop them from doing anything they wanted to? Like you, you gonna say what? no? Don't do that, Gone. Wing yeah. does a pretty good job of it during the uh, the Tower of Heaven or whatever they call it arc with the tr- the Nen training. Yeah, that's before they had that Nen though. And I will say <laughs> that the fact that my boy Killua didn't continue Nen training while Gon was recuperating from his I think he broke his arms or something like that that's a fucking boy move right there dude that's your fucking boy yeah for real and like I would never reprimand Killua because I know what he's capable of uh, you, just, you know you want to have a pizza at 2am you know what you, you got it bud just make sure you to turn the oven off you want to eat a whole package of honey buns at 2am sure buddy Drink you here's a twelve pack of cokes too, bro. <laughs> you imagine lightning speed with a twelve pack of coke caffeine in you, dude. I'd be under my bed, like <laughs> I, would just I just want to live. I just want to live. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, Bass. Who you got for your last duo? All right, my last duo here is a uh, Light and L from Death Note. Um, grade A. I mean. This is like a, a galactic level intellectual battle, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it was so the, the dynamic between these two were so good that I watched this anime, and I kid you not, two or three days. I don't think I slept the first night, but I was like, I need to get my health together. Um, this was during <laughs> the first few months of COVID. I, I didn't have anything to do, guys. I wasn't being a complete degenerate. Um, but yeah, it's just 37 episodes, about 13 hours of watch time. I was I was going in. I think I did this in two days. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there was nothing to do, bro. You know, I just had my Miller lights and a uh, death note. Oh, dude, when I worked, first watched this show, I was watching it uh, during an internship. And I swear to God, I had nothing else to do after it. Mm-hmm. I think I watched this in four days. Same thing. Yeah, it's a quick <laughs> watch, but it's a great one. Um, I mean, it's 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 also kind of like mentally taxing because you have to keep up with a lot. You have to like watch this. But I mean, you have two people that have no intellectual rivals that they've met in their entire life. Uh, Light is a more sociable person, more, I would say, more normal person. Um, I guess I, I stay with the assassin uh, theme we had going here. And, um, but you have L, who's a socially awkward, like genius. And it's just, you know, I, I think, you know, they, they had to definitely like pretend to be friends. But, you know, you have one that's a killer and he's trying to get close to L to keep the information flowing so he knows how to trick him. And then you have L, 
uh, trying to stay close to light because he knows he's Kira. It's it's so good and like just the I mean one interaction between two people that can carry a show. It's only thirty seven episodes, but it, it's just so enthralling and it's a, it's a good I would say entry point for anim, uh for I think new anime watchers, especially somebody like you know your friend likes uh, psychological thrillers or detective shows or things like that. This is a great place for them to start with the genre. Um, and at it, one point, hmm? don't it have a like real show too? I, it does, but I yeah. I, I would I don't watch no. live action. The Simpsons did a better job recreating Death Note than the live action did. Don't worry about it. Damn, okay. <laughs> that's a I shot. Do, I do enjoy that you called Light an assassin when he's really more of a god. <laughs> <laughs> he is assassinating people, though. God assassin. Got he's just, question they're mark. just having heart attacks, dude. No, it's no big deal. That's not assassination. That's just inconvenient. That's, a, that's that's assassination. If I ever heard it, dude. <laughs> Best assassin in history, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's just like the, the 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 front they have to put up with each other. I mean, uh, L even said he even calls like Light his first friend. I mean, knowing. Light is actively trying to kill him just to get a reaction. He says, oh, you're my first friend. I'm happy to see you. And he just like looks at him like super crazy. Like, what you going to do now, bud? How, you, how do you feel? Um, it's, it's cool. But, man, I think they, they have some mutual respect for each other. Um, because it's like, like I said, it's, it's like a high level intellectual battle. And it's the only, you have the only other person, as far as this anime is concerned, in the world that can hang with you. Um, and I know I would feel that way if if I was that good at something, and there's one I had one rival, you know. I, I'm gonna put it in football terms for you guys. It's like that uh, Clemson Alabama rivalry we had uh, a few years ago. I'm a Clemson graduate. I I can't say I liked the Alabama fans or that team, but I definitely respected them because they were all always in our way, and we always had an epic battle when we matched up. Always a good time. So I feel like it was like the same type vibe with them. Okay, okay. Oh, definitely, man. So I'm just going to go off on a tangent here. Have you guys seen the Death Note spinoff that is canon? No. So there's one this? where a kid, you know, Ryu gets bored like he does, you know, being a Shinigami. Mm -hmm. And he gives a Death Note to a kid and explains it to him. And he's like, you can be the new Kira. And the kid's like, I don't really want to do that. I'm going to put this on the internet and sell it to the, the biggest bidder. And guess who wins the bidding on it at like $5 billion? Who? Donald J. Trump. <laughs> this is canon? This is canon. What Why is going on, this? bro? Why would they do that? But the, the king of the Shinigami steps in and says, you can't sell a death note. And... Donnie never gets it. <laughs> okay. That's fucking hilarious. Are you sure this is canon? I'm bro? like 99% sure this is canon. <laughs> I saw something that said it was, and I'm 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 saying it is because that He's is sticking key. with it. This sounds like some fan-made bullshit, bro. Oh, hundred percent it does. <laughs> I need some receipts for that. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Don't worry. I I feel like I feel like if you mention Donnie's name in a anime show or something like that, he's probably gonna sue you. That would be so. realistic. <laughs> no, it is from the author, and it is a one-shot. 
Maybe that's a like a filler part, bro. I, I you, mean, got a, it, you got a picture of it from the manga? Yeah, I had Donald Trump getting the Death Note, dude, but I don't think that actually happened. But it is a spinoff from the same author from what I'm reading, and that is fucking hilarious. Okay. That's Very wild. interesting. Very interesting. Wild. Okay. I'll do some more research and pop it in the Discord. Yes. It's wild. I want yeah. that animated. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, a light nail. That that's my uh, that's my final dynamic duo. They, they uh, the fact that these dudes could just carry that show and it just be so so good, hundred percent. And then it all goes downhill after uh, a certain thing. Yes. Yes. Well, I guess I'll get into my last one now since uh, the Anabasis got their three out the way. Um, there's possibly some recency bias in this one. Uh, it's going to be Kenpachi and Yachiru. And that is from Bleach. You know, we've been we've been talking about them here lately. The last couple of episodes of Bleach has been like featuring them heavy. Um, but I mean, to be honest, like this, this is like a really good duo. Um, you know, you, when do you see Kenny and you don't see a little pink haired girl on his shoulder? I, it just it just don't happen, you know. There's always a pink haired girl on his shoulder. So, like, name name a name a more dynamic duo than that. You know what I mean? Um, I can I can. It might be a little recency bias, but I can think of a part of the Bleach anime where uh, Yachiru is not to be found. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we watched and, it this week. <laughs> and you know, and I was gonna bring that up as well because you know, um, when you know, they do happen to get separated or whatever, which isn't very often. Like, I don't recall a time when they ever got really separated. They, she's always either been there on his shoulder or been there in the background watching him, you know, fight or whatever. And, uh, you know, the one time that she's nowhere to be found or whatever, uh, he kind of goes ballistic. Uh, like he's, you know, he's wondering where she's at. She's telling all these squad people, uh, squad minions or whatever you want to call them to go find her, you know, where's she at? Go find her now. All this stuff. Like he's worried to death about her and as he should be, cause you know, that's his, that's his duo. That's his, I mean, you could even say little girl, I guess, cause I, I he basically so. raised her. So yeah. Um, I mean, he was, I don't, I think he was, um, I don't know how old he was when he found her, but he was a young man, I would say, when he found her as a little girl and he basically raised her, uh, uh, taught her how to fight. And that's how she's so good with her instincts and pretty good fighting as well. Um, but her, her personality kind of evens out Kenpachi's like serious competitive nature personality. Uh, cause she's got more like a playful kid personality and you know, it kind of evens that out. Uh, and it, it is, it, it's like, yeah. a it's like a, you know, spicy and sweet, you know, yeah. you know, um, and I love that, like, you have, like, Kampachi the nurturer, too, right? Like he basically <laughs> raises his little girl, but he will absolutely, and he will absolutely go to the ends of the earth for her. Uh, yeah. but he's an absolute, he's a freaking demon to anybody else, a, a monster. And I, I really love that like switch up about it too. And 
I pray for the Soul Ridders that no one took her prisoner, because that that's that would be such a mistake. And you know, I was gonna say I forgot to say on our last episode or whatever. You know, maybe maybe that's one of the reasons why he has such a hard time uh, coming back all the way and fighting against the uh, four or five girls. I forget how many ever they are. Was because he wasn't really thinking about them. He didn't. He didn't give two shits about them. Uh, he was trying to find out where Yachiru was. Right. I think. Um, I forgot to mention that, but I think that's honestly what it is. He 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 don't care about them. He's he's worried about why he sees her clothes laying there, why he don't know where she's at, and why she can't be found. So that's. I think that's what he's worried about right now. And they're just like little flies basically (laughs) yeah he's just like get away from me like i I have things to do right now (laughs) so um but yeah that's that's my last duo um i feel like it's a really good one um even though it might be a little bit of recency bias in there but it's one that holds up over time i believe it's always kenny yachiru you know the big demon demonic monster and the little pink-haired girl so True. Imagine having to like spar with Kenny to get stronger. Fuck. You ain't doing it. <laughs> Fuck. You ain't doing it. <laughs> so I know we all went through our three, but I feel like we can't do this segment without naming one of the most iconic anime duos of all time. Ask Ketchum and Pikachu. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, it's one of the best duos of all time, man. They've been our, they've been at it. Finally, they're finally done, but they were at it for what, like 25 years? Hey, they I got feel, me into this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we shouldn't even have to mention that. Like, it should be like like an unwritten, unwritten rule, you know? They're like, like up here. Yeah. yeah. 100%, <laughs> man. I feel Y'all like we should had know. To, you know? So, <laughs> I feel like we couldn't do this without saying those two. And then I had a really close fourth that I almost switched two of these out for. And it's Yugi and the Pharaoh, man. That is also That's another so timeless, class. timeless freaking duo right there, dude. Yeah. I mean, the thing about this duo stuff, like, we all got so many duos that's, like, very close to our hearts or whatever, like, that we really, really like. But, I mean, we can't pick them all, you know, or we'd be sitting here all day. So, you know, we had to pick, you know some of our favorites these might i don't know for y'all but these ain't like my favorite favorites of all time they're just like you know if you ask me a week from now my answer is probably gonna be different so same same <laughs> I, I can think of like three or four like right now that i would yeah. also would have said but like i thought oh, these were like so many some of the more interesting and what not a lot of people would have picked um like I mean, you have you have like the, the the classics, you know the, the the you know have a lot of in the out of a lot of them in the big three and like whatnot, very popular anime. But I was you know I was feeling like you know you Hakusho, I pulled that out, one of the classics. And but. I mean, we we had two shows from the same author in this in this segment, so let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But awesome, guys! We really hope you enjoyed this week's anime DJ's bullshit hour and a half, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, make sure you guys join the Discord so you can keep up with us. Uh, we post a lot of funny stuff in there as well as announcements. We are playing Jeopardy this Saturday evening, which will be really fun. Uh, if you'd like to get in on that, we're going to split all the listeners up into three teams and we're going to host. It should be really fun. I've been working on my Alex Trebek. Get, getting the little... Uh, <laughs> Gotta get, I want to get working on. You want to be Trebek? I want to be Trebek. I'll be the person pushing the buttons then. Call me Nana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you next week for the weekly rundown and yet another episode of the Anime Degens podcast. Thanks, guys. <laughs>